Hello, you're listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Vanconet. Skylight Books is an independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. We are open every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. for curbside pickup and masked in-store browsing. You can also shop online at skylightbooks.com. Uh, feel free to check out our upcoming events on our Crowdcast page, uh, crowdcast.io slash skylightbooks. Now, on to the show. Today, we are joined by Carissa Dorson and Aileen Smith Smithson to discuss Carissa's new book, Conversations with Dad. Carissa Dorson is a Los Angeles-based fine art photographer and cinematographer, originally from Silver Spring, Maryland. Carissa is most fulfilled by using the camera to explore relationships and what it means to be hum human. Her photography has appeared on the front cover of Like Brothers by Mark and Jay Duplass, as well as in the book Home by Don't Smile. She has exhibited work at the Duncan Miller Gallery, Los Angeles Center of Photography, and the Dark Room Gallery. Her portrait series, Funny People, Serious Photos, Exploring the Vulnerable Side of Comedians was featured in LA Weekly. Her first book, Conversations with Dad, was recently published by Kira Verlaug. Carissa graduated with a BFA from Florida State University's College of Motion Picture Arts in 2011. Aileen Smithson is a visual artist, ed educator, and editor based in Los Angeles. Best known for her conceptual portraiture and a practice that uses humor and pathos to explore the performative potential of photography. After a decade-long career as a New York fashion editor, Aileen returned to Los Angeles to her own artistic practice. She has extended widely Exhibited, she has exhibited widely, including over 40 solo shows at institutions and founded the photography journal Lens Scratch. Her books are in the collections of the Getty Museum, the Los Angeles Contemporary Art Museum, the Natural Portrait Gallery, London, the, Metropolit the Metropolitan Museum, the Guggenheim, among others. With the exception of her cell phone, she only shoots film. Now we're gonna welcome Carissa here uh, to read the intro from her new book, Conversations with Dad. Welcome, Carissa. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, I'll get right into it. Ever since I could talk, my dad and I haven't had much to talk about. The way we always connected was through activities, like doing a 2,000-piece puzzle or watching a musical that he taped on PBS. He still does this, and we watch his recordings whenever I visit home. Now I'm in Los Angeles and dad is still in the same house where I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. We speak on the phone, but not much. Phone calls are not conducive to shared silent activities. 
He lived so much life before I was, was even born, but he doesn't like to answer questions or tell me anything about himself. I remembered that we both love taking pictures. So I took a photo, sent it to him and asked him to respond with a photo inspired by the one I took. At first he was hesitant. If I'm being honest, I was too. It's a big leap to try and get to know someone better, even when it's your dad. But I had forgotten how creative my dad is. We have so much fun with our photographic conversation that we're still doing it. It's a shared activity that isn't silent. We get excited to see each new piece. We ask about how each one was taken. We talk about where the idea came from. Sometimes dad sends an old one and I get to learn a little bit about that time in his life. This series has been a gift to us and I hope it brings you joy too. Hi, Carissa, it's Aline. Hi, um, I am so excited to be here today in conversation with you. Um, I've watched this project from the beginning and I just am so thrilled that Kara Verleg has published it and it's out in the world and people can see it. Um, since this book is about your family, in particular, your father, can you share the landscape of your growing up and set the stage for us in terms of where, who, and what childhood was like for you? Sure. I remember my childhood being really happy and easy. And even though my, my parents did get divorced when I was really young, but they handled it so well. And, and I saw them equally and frequently. Um, and I also have a younger brother. Um, so, my, after my parents got divorced, my mom had the house for a little while, but then later she sold it back to my dad. I think they wanted it to be like a constant in our lives. And I love that house so much. It's, it has woods behind it and a creek. And I was always running around and playing outside. And another thing that made my childhood unique is um, my nanny Irma and her two kids lived with us. And um, she would take care of us and then Sometimes our friends would come and she would take care of them too. And it turned into a full on certified daycare. So I had a daycare in my house growing up and I was just constantly surrounded by younger kids. And when, when I got older, I was able to help take care of them. And, and I think just having kids around me all the time uh, made me be a kid longer. Um, so I think those early years were so happy and, and I just loved that environment. And I think once I started to reach middle school age, uh, life got a little bit harder just because I, I was such a late bloomer in every aspect. And I saw my friends just changing in their interests and in their bodies and, and I didn't know how to take it. Um, I just wanted to keep playing outside really <laughs> and not do anything else. Um, so I, I was pretty uncomfortable with, with actually becoming a woman and growing up. And, and I was never really comfortable talking to my parents about that, um, especially my dad. He, he kind of saw me as his little girl always. And, and I, I just wanted to protect him from me becoming a woman. Um, so basically I, I feel like we could relate to each other when I was a child, but um, as an adult, it became a little bit harder. I totally relate to that. I, I feel <laughs> like I had a similar growing up. Um, but where was this exactly? What part of the country? Silver Spring, Maryland. In Maryland, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so before you started this project, you had moved to Los Angeles, um, I guess, to be a cinematographer and, or a director and were living on opposite coasts from your father. How often did you see him or even communicate with him once you moved uh, to the West Coast? Uh, once I moved, uh, this was almost 10 years ago, um, I would still visit once a year, sometimes twice a year, and we would go see our aunts in Connecticut uh, for a trip. Uh, but really phone calls were few and far between because we really didn't have a lot to talk about. Like he's not a talkative person. And um, so yeah, maybe every month we would talk on the phone. Uh, I got him to visit LA once about five years ago. And that was a big deal because he um, doesn't like traveling much and he really likes his own personal space. So it was nice to have him see LA, but um, he hasn't come back since. Well, that must have felt like he was kind of slipping away from you as you, you know, were physically further and further apart and not speaking to each other. And, and so that makes this project even more profound. There's all kinds of communications today. And I think a lot about how visual communication has almost superseded the written word. Um, how and why did you begin this new way of communicating with your father? Well, I was in class at LA Center of Photography with you. So you were there, um, sort of, because I was talking to the class about doing a project about my childhood. And at the time I wanted it to be about my childhood home. And it was really about my dad, but I, I didn't really grasp that at the time. And um, so I was taking pictures of my childhood home and just thinking about the fact that it hasn't changed and it's been such a constant in my life. And my dad, I thought it was so interesting that my dad had kept it the same uh, for 20 years. And um, so I was talking about that with the class and I remember we had tried exercises of doing a visual conversation in class. And I don't remember how it came up, but I remembered that my dad loves taking pictures too. Um, so I thought I would try as a activity to do with him, just send him a photo and, and see if he was willing to try a visual conversation with me. So was it kind of clunky at first? Did he kind of grasp the idea? Um, or did you both throw yourself into this idea with abandon? <laughs> so at first when I talked to him, he was pretty apprehensive. Um, I remember him saying like, I don't think I'll be able to think of something. Um, and I was like, okay, let's try, just no pressure. Um, so I sent him a photo of my kitchen sink and he responded pretty quickly with, uh, it was basically a mirror selfie of him with uh, in the bathroom sink. Um, and I thought it was adorable. And, and I loved that it just, it wasn't like he was trying too hard. It was just kind of matching my photo. And um, we threw ourselves into it pretty quickly and, and blew each other away, really. I, I really loved every single picture he sent me. Um, I think it took about three photos for it to really click with him because I responded with one more and the shapes in it and every element was very similar to his photo while still being different. And I think that's when he realized exactly what we were doing and his next photo um, surprised me so much. It, 
um, my photo had a fan in it and he found a poster in the basement that had a similar pattern to the fan. And he told me later that he used a flashlight to project his, a shadow of his head on this poster. Cause I couldn't tell what it was. I, it was just a beautiful picture. Um, and that's when I knew um, we were gonna have fun with this and the back and forth came really easily. That's so great. What was so wonderful about actually getting the book and physically looking at it were, was the um, addition of your written conversation with each other, which of course I didn't have privy to prior. I just saw the photographs. Um, so how important was that to add that to this project? Yeah, the book contains our email messages back and forth, kind of interspersed with the photos. And I don't talk about that a lot when I talk about the book, but I think they're so important and maybe as important as the photos um, because they start out small. And then as the book continues, we ask if the messages get longer and we ask each other more questions. Um, and I think those messages just balance out the photos really well and, and help give more context. Did you begin to see a shift in your relationship? Um, and if so, when did you first notice it? Yeah, there was definitely a shift um, because I noticed we started talking to each other on the phone more excitedly. And my dad is retired and, and lives alone. And when we talk to each other, there's often not much new to talk about. So that shift and actually like being excited about something together, something that we were making was really, really special. Um, and I think in the book, I noticed a shift kind of earlier in the project, but several photos in, he pulled out a photo, a first old photo that he wasn't creating on the spot. Um, he, he dug one up from the seventies that he took when he was in the military. And it's a, a picture of a, a tree in the snow. And at first he didn't tell me where it was, but then um, I asked about it because I've always wanted to know more about his past, but he would get frustrated sometimes when I asked him a lot of questions and he, he wouldn't understand why I, I wanted to know all of these things. So uh, this project kind of gave us safe space to ask questions because of the pictures. And um, so I asked about that time in his life and he said it was in Germany uh, when he was stationed there for the military and he went on a walk and just told me about that moment in time. And um, I learned that he was 27 when he took that photo. And at the time I was 27 too. I'm almost 31 now, so that's kind of the timeline we're in. But um, I, so I brought that up that I was, he was the same age that I was at the time and, and he responded in a really funny way. He said, yep, you must be getting old. <laughs> um, so thinking through your book and the project, what, what was your favorite pairing and what do you think your dad's favorite pairing of images were? There are so many good pairings that I love. Um, I think the one I would choose is I sent him a photo um, just of my hand holding a really interesting leaf and the leaf casts a shadow in the corner of the picture that I didn't really pay attention to at the time. But um, my dad responded with uh, a photo of himself holding a star and you can see his whole shadow 
and the star and the star is like the perfect, um, it mimics the, the leaf that I was holding. Um, but I love it so much. Basically anytime he, he sent me a photo that showed himself um, and I would show him myself in some photos too. And, and those are my favorites just cause we're getting a little peek at each other's lives. And what do you, what, what do you think his was? Oh, um, so I think he would choose, uh, at the very end of the book, I sent him a photo um, responding. So it was responding to his photo that he took of a pogo stick leaning against a bookshelf. And there was so much color and kind of humor in this photo. And, and I decided to respond by putting on rainbow suspenders and wearing a really <laughs> colorful outfit. And I braided my hair and took a photo of the back of me um and it's a very like symmetrical photo and i think that one really tickled him he loved it oh that's wonderful um i hope this entices the listeners to get the book and see these incredible pairings um i know you started this work well before the pandemic but it speaks so profoundly to the desire to nurture our familial relationships I'm just thinking how poignant this is, and I'm sure many people are moved by this project. Did, yeah. have, you, have you had that kind of response? So far, yeah. Um, people seem to really relate to it and are touched by it. And I do think that the pandemic has, has made us think more and want to learn more about our families and get closer to them. And it's funny that um, a lot of my relationships have changed during that time, but my dad's kind of remains the same. Like we're still doing the photo conversation with each other and um, he doesn't do Zoom at all. Like literally nothing about his life changed during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep thinking about the fact that he's such a private person and, and not someone who's especially verbal. And then having this book come out that is um, a revealing insight into who he is, into his art practice, into his writing, into his relationship to you. And I wonder how that feels for him. Yeah, I don't know either. Like it's so hard to, I, still when I ask him questions, I only get little bits and pieces, but I know he's really excited about this and and really supported me when I wanted to to publish the book and and I think he still can't believe I went out and did it um, but he understands why why it's special and and I think we really had to have that discussion when I was pursuing this because he I didn't want to take away from the fact that this was like a personal thing between the two of us but I also wanted to express to him why I wanted to share this story and why other people would love it so much. And, and I think he understands that. Yeah. Um, did you learn, have you learned anything from this effort? And do you think your father's learned anything? Definitely. I, I learned that my dad is truly a creative and, and very thoughtful person. And, and I think I knew that growing up and I saw that here and there, but those types of things are easy to forget. And, um, 
I, I just always had in mind that I was the creative one because I went into a creative field and he was a, he was a computer programmer, very mathematical brain. And, and I just thought that was the dynamic, but now I know for sure that he's so creative and it, it kind of makes sense that I am too. And I probably got it from him uh, along with my mom. And um, I think, like I said, we, a big thing that we learned um, was after I started getting the book published, um, it forced us to have that conversation about like why this was important. And when I first approached him about this, it's not like I told him, Hey, it's hard to talk to you. <laughs> and, um, and like, I don't think you know me anymore. Uh, it, it, I kind of framed it as just an, an exercise we could try together. So I think publishing the book actually made us talk more about why we did this in the first place and how it has brought us closer together. And I think on my dad's side, he, that's definitely something he learned. And, and also I get to involve him in little parts of my life that I normally wouldn't show him. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're wearing rainbow suspenders. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I just had the thought that, you know, you're early, you're in your growing up, the, the sense of play was so important. And that's how you communicated with your father. And it's pretty remarkable that you're still doing the same thing. And it it's perhaps it's that's that sense of play has allowed you to have a language with your father that will, you know, this ongoing. So that's really cool. And of course, I have to ask how your mother and brother feel about the effort does, does your mom feel a little left out? <laughs> no, I think um, she's so happy about this. And um, I have a totally different kind of relationship with her. And, and, and I am able to communicate a little more with her verbally. And I think there are other ways that I've gotten to know her better, especially during the pandemic and, and learning more about her story. Um, so there's definitely a mom project coming too, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's so happy and my brother is too. So as a cinematographer and storyteller, you're, you're just an incredible artist, Carissa. Um, you're always looking at and considering the world from a shaft of light or to a change of expression. Uh, for me, this book is about creating that unique language that allows you and your father to have a deeper connection and taking the time to see the magic in your lives that often sits just under the surface. Um, I, I'm also really curious about how long you're gonna continue this project. Oh, well, we, we don't have any intention of stopping. Um, I think it's our second language at this point. And um, sometimes it slows down a little bit when life gets busy. I just, I finally sent him a photo a few days ago after a couple months of being really busy. Um, and so now the ball's in his court, but I don't see us ever stopping. Oh, that is, that's really fantastic. Um, I know you have your fingers in lots of artistic pots. What's next for you? Yeah, um, I definitely have other photo projects that I'd love to turn into books one day. Um, I love books as just a medium for, for taking in art. Um, I have one older project that I've been working on for a while called Funny People Serious Photos. 
where I show comedians in their homes, um, not putting on a character, but just kind of being themselves. And, and I talk to them about their fears and anxieties and how they've turned those things into comedy. Um, and more recently, I've been doing a lot of self-portrait work. Um, I have a series called Anywhere and Everywhere, where I take Polaroids of myself and, and when I'm feeling super anxious or sad and then I take those Polaroids out into the world and photograph them um, whenever I see a beautiful thing. And it's just a way of grounding me. Um, so I'd, I'd love to make a book of self-portraits um, sometime soon. Well, I, I wish you luck in all of that. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation. I am so excited about the book and I really learned during the pandemic was that we need to tell our stories and we need to connect to those who we love and hear their stories. And you're doing that in such a unique and wonderful way. So congratulations on the book. Thanks so much, Aline. And I'm so honored that you're here and that you were there with me from the beginning. It, it just means so much. And, and it was a huge part in, in me making it in the first place. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. It was so lovely to have you, Carissa Dorson and Aileen Smithson. Um, again, you can find Conversations with Dad uh, at uh, Skylight. You can shop online or find it in the store. Come in and visit us. Um, and thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon. I see.